0: Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever, however, and whenever you're listening. Welcome to another episode of The Melanie Report. I'm your host, Marquise Lupton, and we have another great interview lined up for you today. We have royalty among us. It's Wednesday, so you know we have a great newsmaker on deck today. Today, we have none other than the king, Brian King, prolific Hickman, who is an artist, entrepreneur, and an all-around good brother. I cannot wait to get into the details with him about his story and when he decided to pick up that prank brush. Also, if you haven't had the chance to listen to part one of this week's podcast with Dr. Kamika Campbell discussing our top five headlines of the week, then I simply ask, take a listen, take a listen, take a listen. And again, we have Brian Hickman II, better known as King Prolific, who is a visual artist residing in Harrisburg, earning his bachelor's degree from none other than Shippensburg University. He acquired a plethora of artistic skills that enabled his growth as a professional artist during his post-collegiate journey. King Prolific specializes in a multitude of different mediums, bringing images to fruition that are intended to captivate the viewing audience. His work draws inspiration from cultural African roots, as well as an appreciation for African American culture. And I'll tell you this, this African American host has an appreciation for that African American artist. (laughs) So what's going on my African American brother? Peace peace, King. <laughs> it's
1: it's lovely to be here. I am yes, honored to just share space with you today. I, I, I feel good. Gr- I feel great today.
0: Yes, yes indeed. So um so first things first, you yeah. know, let me um let me start off with the hard questions here, man. Let's get it. How's your plants doing? Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he's a plant dad. He's yeah, a plant dad, yes, just to is. let you all know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I named my fiddle leaf fig um after the um African Oregonian name for Sunday because that's the day that I actually got her brought her home from the store mm-hmm. So um, she's thriving right now uh, I had to transition her in different spaces throughout the house because yeah. there were the space she was in um, I don't get a lot of natural daylight. So now okay. she's out. She's outside. She's uh, recovering right now. Mm-hmm. She's thriving though So her name is Akosua. So Akosua oh, is that. the name for Sunday so, um, so h- how many plants have you killed before <laughs> 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 to get to this point with a good Man, green thumb? Um, a couple, a couple, but <laughs> it was just like jumping into the plant dad life was not <laughs> what I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, just because I f- automatically assume that all plants just went by the same routine. Yeah. And they are very picky about you know what they want and what they need. So. Um, in terms of like interpersonal relationships that Mm -hmm. I kind of follow that as well like everybody needs their own custom-made attention in different fields so you know that's one thing that I uh, had to research like Mm -hmm. with my snake plant it doesn't require much therefore I can you know leave it alone for longer periods of time my fiddle leaf on the other hand Mm -hmm. needs a lot of attention yeah and you know when she likes a certain positioning lever lever right there right yeah so uh it's a learning it's a big learning curve but i definitely uh lost a few plants on (laughs) it was it was was quite a few oh man oh man so so how did
0: you get into this plant life like was it was it imposed on you is it uh something that an older sibling or or a parent did uh How'd you get into this plant life? Definitely my grandmom. um, Mm -hmm,
1: Okay. Yeah, she she still has, to this day, tons of plants. But um, my favorite plant that she owned, um, and I remember this from my childhood, was the aloe vera uh, plant. Mm. And um, she she actually walked me into the holistic life before I even knew what the word holistic meant. Yeah. Um, So I saw that in in her relationship to the plants that she kept. Mm -hmm. And like... For example, it'd be a, a random day where I fell off my bike and scraped my knee. Instead of like you know putting like alcohol and a uh, band aid over it, she cleaned the wound and then would take a piece of the aloe vera plant yeah. and rub it across the wound and just told me to let it sit. And then you know that healed way faster than <laughs> yeah man other things. So that always enticed me to just like know more about plants than. You know, I had um, that I understood. So um, as I grew older, I and you know, I saw that it became an aesthetic, especially for Black people. Mm -hmm. um, But I didn't see it within Black men too. So um, I felt like being being connected to um, the parts of me that can nurture. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like having a relationship with plants will definitely reinforce that, if not build. Yeah. So um, I think that was a big motivator. For me to get involved with plants do you play music for your plants i do i do um it kind of goes hand in hand too mm-hmm. because I, I have a musical place yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm always involved with like something creative yeah. whether it, whether it's like something um like a household du- duty like cooking mm-hmm. um if i'm giving my attention to something for uh, a, an extended period of time um, I like music playing, so I I'm in the jazz and and R&B, so it's a lot of soothing uh, sounds that go on. and I keep the Bluetooth speaker, um, you know, close to where the plants sit, mm. so they they get they get used to it. They've heard a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, let's let's talk about your creativity, then, yes. um, because you said that you're always involved with uh, something creative. Yeah. Um, so. What was the last piece uh that you created?
1: And before you answer that, yeah. can you tell the folks what you do? Oh, I am a visual artist of infinite mediums. That is in my bio. <laughs> but, uh, I say infinite mediums just because I don't like to um, you know, uh limit myself mm-hmm. to one uh exp- uh, you know, form of expression. So um I am a visual artist though. Uh I I paint. I uh, do graphic design, um, anything that you can tackle on the word art to. I'm pretty much immersed in. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, like my all of my attention is going to painting portraits and um, visual representations of um, you know African culture, Black American culture, etc. So um, my recent creation was a thirty six by forty eight canvas uh, by the Ooh. name of Big Cap. Um, I had posted it online. It, I had I had uh, gone offline for quite some time, but um, that was the first piece that I had made within a couple of months because um, I, I took a break from doing commission mm-hmm. work and everything. So this personal collection that I'm working on now is like more so a gift uh, to myself. Okay. Um, so yeah, the um, big cap piece though it's it features um a black man holding a megaphone and there's a bouquet of roses coming out of the megaphone. Mm. Um and he you know he's uh posed in like protest. You can obviously see he's like trying to shout, but there's a hundred dollar bill over his mouth. Wow. And then in his other hand he's holding a golden hammer but he's holding it backwards. Um, And I think that's it, yeah. Oh, my. (laughs) That imagery. Yeah. Oh,
0: man. So how do you come up with the concepts to these pieces? Mm -hmm. Do you um, etch them out first? Do you fall asleep and then wake up? (laughs) And and it's this amazing idea.
1: Like, what's the process? It's a little bit of everything, honestly. Um, The current collection that I'm focusing on um, falls under a central theme so it's kind of guided me into the realm of where I'm gathering my inspiration from but um uh in terms of prep i will come up with an idea i read a lot so mm-hmm. um a, a lot of my uh my collection of books are tailored to um the black experience um you know anything regarding like history mm-hmm. i have fiction um all of that, even self-help. So um, when I read a book, I think the first thing we usually do as adults is um, share that knowledge with another person. So um, you know, I don't like to just sit with this information in my head. I you know, I get excited, and I'm my first instinct is to ask myself, how do we translate what we just read into something visible? Mm. Um, so I'll get hit with that inspiration once I decide on what I want. If it makes sense on in my head, i write it down. If it makes sense on paper, then we translate that into the canvas artwork. And that's pretty much how I go about it. I'll usually draft up. I'll, I'll make a draft on, like, uh, Photoshop where I'll just grab pieces of images um, mm-hmm. from the Internet just to kind of, like, visually make it so I can see it. Um, you know it makes it real so once once that draft is made then I'm like all right cool now we can do it so then what
0: what makes you uh, add add the extra stuff like like um some of your pieces yeah it's like you know what this piece needs fire like <laughs> <laughs> how do you how how do you get there uh what what's the inspiration motivation
1: behind the fire pieces oh man uh I I've always been a fan of magic, Mm. Um, so it wasn't even like something intentional that I knew that I I wanted to incorporate like an element from, you know, magician's uh, work into my own work, but um, when I look at the science that goes into being a magician, um, I look at the Everything like the, the setup, where they're positioned on stage, um, and even like the purpose that goes into um, their their uh, performances and everything like that, and just seeing the audience's reaction to mm. like their 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 reaction is initially like, how did he do that? Yeah. How did they do that? Um, so I wanted that same reaction to come from my art.
2: Mm. And so now I'm
1: like, how do I how do I spark that? And I'm like, fire definitely commands a lot of attention. No matter where you're at in space, um, when you see fire, even from your peripheral vision, it's like, what was that? (laughs) So I think that was just, like, my element of surprise to, like, bring people in. Because once they see fire and it's being directed towards a canvas, they're like, I need to see what's going on.
0: Yep, yep. Because every single time uh, I... Seen that on Facebook. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glued to my phone. I'm like, yeah. oh, all right. <laughs> what is this going to be? Yeah. You know. Um, outside of the, uh, well, not not outside, but in addition to the um, fire projects, you do celebrity projects as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my uh, favorite pieces that I saw because he's one of my favorite actors of all time, Bill Bellamy. Oh yeah. Can you? Uh, <laughs> Tell me tell me about that and and what was the thought behind that
1: and did you think that he he would accept it Um I was I was very hyped I I'm, I'm a Bill Bellamy fan as well so um uh when I was presented with the opportunity I heard he uh was coming to Harrisburg for two nights mm-hmm. and both nights he was doing his stand up and um that had actually been his birthday weekend. Oh, wow. So, um, they were like, We would like to present these portraits to him as a gift. So, um, I, I was very excited because I knew he never saw the fire. Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm antsy. I'm like, I just want <laughs> to show him, I just want him to see, just so I can see his reaction. Because, him as a comedian, like, his facial expressions will definitely tell yeah. everything. Um, so I was I was very hype about that, um, and that was actually during a time that I was, uh, um, I guess, creating a new style of performance where I create uh, images with red wine, mm. and so I created his likeness with red wine, and um, I did it I did the portrait upside down. Yeah. So he's just sitting there watching me the whole time on stage, like. The DJ even asked me like, how much how much time you need prolific? I was like five minutes, and they're like five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> I'm sitting here. Really? That's <laughs> all it took was five minutes. I, look, I told the DJ play two songs. By the second song, by the end of the second song, it'll be done. Wow. And it was done. <laughs> Did you like practice that? Like, like, all right, I'm I'm.
0: I did it in four songs. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get it
1: down to two now. I think that's the beauty behind being a performer too um in my in my uh discipline because I've been a lot of different time frames to make things happen. I mm. you know um, I've been during like I've been placed during a program where you're like you only have this window to make something visible. So I I think that experience was my practice. Oh wow. And now I feel like you know when people because when people usually ask me um, like or invite me to their event and ask me how long do I need I'm like how however long you could get me mm-hmm. um, the longer the better but if you need me for a tight window I can do that as well. Wow, yeah. has has anybody asked you like like a ridiculous time period? And You're like, what you
0: want me to do? Draw a circle?
1: Dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think um, the five minute uh, time limit it definitely is challenging. So um I think the the shorter the limit the more prepared I got to be. So sometimes mm-hmm. I have to like pre-sketch what I'm doing on my canvas. Yeah. Or like prep the canvas in some way to allow me to like just maybe it's halfway done and I could just finish it on stage. Yeah. So um there's there's definitely a lot of compromise and energy um during that process. I think I but I think it's never been like beneath 5 minutes mm-hmm. from what I can remember.
0: Oh man. All, all right. <laughs> well, for, for, for those that are listening and are planning on booking yeah. booking him, uh <laughs> give give him 10 minutes, please. <laughs> <laughs> please. Uh, so uh, are there any other celebrity projects that you uh
1: ha- have done in the past? In the past, um I've done I've done uh different like pieces Uh, that I've shipped to celebrities Mm -hmm. Um, I think Bill was the first like celebrity that I actually performed in front of Mm. Um, so there was that I I was kind of nervous in that regard but other than that like I said I was just excited to like have him see something that my city had already got used to, but yeah. it's still like they're still captivated by it as well. So,
0: man, I tell you, that's the <laughs> level of celebrity that I aspire to. When People when people just send you portraits. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I want to get. I want to get to the point of unsolicited art sent to me. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. 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 Um, uh, so. Um, so you also do um, uh, pieces and, mm-hmm. and jewelry as well right yes
1: yes absolutely so um uh beaded jewelry uh jewelry that involves crystals that's the whole nine um i fell in love with that aesthetic years ago and it started with just me wearing a uh an onk um that was made out of organite and just solidified with resin and you know i i just love those types of pieces because they're so vibrant so um you know i I would gravitate to certain vendors who were selling them, but then um, I'd lose their business card or mm-hmm. uh, couldn't remember like their social media handle. So I'm like, I feel like I can do this. So I started making uh, jewelry myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, a fellow creative um, of mine who's from Virginia. Um, he actually is kind of like my mentor in that field as well because his work is very intricate. But outside of his wearing his work and um, outside of um, my friend uh, Mansa, who's from Harrisburg, um, I definitely like use it as another uh, avenue to travel down with uh, my art experience. So I have some I have a big collection of jewelry currently for sale. Um, I haven't advertised it for sale. But yes, yes, it is for sale. Oh, oh, all right. All yeah. right. And
0: and um and and you also put on um a show at the Ware Center mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yes. Can you so... tell us about that? Oh, man. So um, that was that was uh, a six month process building, Mm. building up into. um, So a colleague of mine um, by the name of Vita Colon. Shout out to the homie. Yes. So she um, was working on a production. She has a partnership with the Wear Center that um, allows her to, you know, do this on an annual period. Mm -hmm. So it's called Live from the Red Rose. This was, I believe, the second time she had it. So, the first time was more of, um, it was more so delivered in the talent show type of format. Mm-hmm. This year, she wanted to go even more intentional with it. So, the performers that she chose to be a part of it would have, would each have 20 minutes mm-hmm. of stage time to do whatever. But you had to, it had to be a production. Yeah. So, Um, We were allowed access to the stage lights, the projector, um, any other elements that we wanted to incorporate. So um, that's the reason it took a few months to actually build. So uh, we had first an audition period where um, we would perform in front of her at um, a concrete rose Mm -hmm. in Lancaster. And, you know, uh, she had judges lined up and they would pick. I think it started with like 20 performers and then we narrowed it down to 10 and narrowed it down to five. So um, that was a beautiful process process in itself because you had so many different like performers. You had spoken word artists. You had singers, rappers, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. Um, So once I was chosen uh, as a finalist, um, I chose my production to be entitled Black Boy Fire yeah yeah so it was it was a beautiful production I, i'm still riding that high from <laughs> that it was it was just i don't i'm gonna get like going back to the time uh frame like i don't 20 minutes for me to do something on stage is mm-hmm. like a lifetime at this yeah time. i'm like oh man y- y'all done messed up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i partnered with um a friend of mine who's a spoken word artist his name is tiger rose mm-hmm. um me him and his son put together this uh project on stage where um i would basically the performance was giving light to the relationship between black father and black son Mm -hmm. Um, so he actually his son um was probably the focal point of the entire thing because his son is able to deliver poetry. He's so young, but he's still able to deliver poetry um, at a an astonishing level mm. um, for his age. And he he can like enunciate any type of word. Um, his his energy was just there. So yeah. um, because I've seen them in so many spaces doing their thing, I'm like, this will be an element to this performance that really grabs the audience's attention. Mm. Um, so of course, the fire was involved. Um, and I had uh, debuted a new t- um, a new style of uh, live painting at that uh, performance as well, where I create uh, a portrait not out of paint but using turmeric. Oh, yeah, it's it's different. It's very <laughs> different. <laughs> it <is> different. <laughs> I had the whole seasoning cabinet. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had debuted that, and it was basically I would uh, do a portrait. Let's say I did one of uh, Tiger Rose. Mm-hmm. The lights would go out and um, when the lights flash back on, the canvas would be blank mm-hmm. and Tiger Rose would actually be sitting there in the in place of the portrait. Oh, wow. So it was like I was bringing him to life through the art. Yeah. So um, I did the same thing with his son. And then at the end, I had one final piece in the middle that they walked towards and they um, as they walked towards um towards it they had posed together like embracing each other and then the lights went out and then the the um whole canvas caught on fire and when the lights came back on they were gone and they were in the portrait together
0: oh yeah. my god oh man yeah um <laughs> I haven't recorded. I'll, I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to see that, and and, and and I'm pretty sure um, uh, the folks at home uh, would like to see that as well. So, um, is there is there anyone um, specifically that that you would want to work
1: with? Mm, um, ideally. I think I would love to be a part of a Spike Lee production. Oh, man. Say that. The fact that he's still here, I would definitely, like, love to work with him. And then um, other artists, I'm not sure. Um, I I would love to be incorporated in, like, productions like... Uh, like a Kendrick Lamar type mm, of production. I can honestly see that. Yeah, I think that would be crazy. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: And so, um so we have about uh 5 minutes left here. Mm-hmm. Um I and and we talked about um everything King Prolific so far yeah. except your origin story. Okay. You like like it. what 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 was <laughs> the beginning who put that first paintbrush in mm. your hand? Like, like who, who do
1: we have to thank man <laughs> for
0: King prolific?
1: Listen, it was a, it took a village. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, that's, that's literally what it was though. Um, I I had a uh, humble beginning where, uh, my parents were, um, they were married for some short time, but after, uh, I was born, they had divorced. Mm. So, um, my dad, he ended up spending time in prison during my childhood. Um, so we cultivated a, um, a tradition of communication where I was so young, like, I couldn't write words like that mm-hmm. um, in letters back and forth. So instead of that, we would uh, draw cartoon characters oh, wow. and send those back and forth. Um, so that was, like, one gem that, like, really kind of um, ignited that that gift within me because I'm, like, trying to match the detail in his uh, characters that mm-hmm. he's drawing and everything like that. Um, so once he got home, he lived with my grandmom. Um, and then my mom, she was just uh, heavily, like, into the work uh, workforce and mm-hmm. everything like that. So she's, like... Uh, doing office jobs all day. So I spent a lot of my time at my grandmom's house. Okay, um, so That's why I say the village part really came in at that period of time because one um, I had that I had the space to um, practice my expression, but I had this, I had the space to do it in an Unapologetic fashion. Yeah, so there was no shame. There was no like oh you should be doing this not this Um, There was none of that. And because of that, I I was able to foster that gift into like what it is today. Basically, Um, my grandmom's house was basically a um, like a safe haven for me. Yeah. So, you know, she she was she would let me do my thing in her house because she knew like it was better than being outside. Mm -hmm. um, Getting into trouble. Um, So. Um, Me and my brother, like, we cultivated our relationship uh, at my grandmom's house as well. So we would get bored very quickly. (laughs) If it wasn't a video game, once we finished the video game, we're like, all right, now what? (laughs) Everything was just now what? Yeah. So one day we had stumbled into my grandmom's attic. And there was just a whole bunch of things that she had been hoarding from, like, years mm-hmm. from when my dad was even little. There was records, record player, oh, wow. all, all types of things up there. So we're just, like, we we looked past all of that, all, all, all of those things. We just saw an extra space for us to exist mm. together. So we're just, like, oh, we love it up here. Let's, <laughs> like, our first thing that we did was create, we, we used all the knickknacks up there and created an obstacle course, uh, obstacle course <laughs> out of it. So... Oh, um, my grandma was like, uh, I need to make this child proof before you all <laughs> just have a field day out here. So she cleared a lot of things out. Yeah. And then that space uh became our our creative space. Mm. So when we got into painting, it was around high sc- I was in high school, my brother was in middle school, and he he had art courses that he was taking at school, but outside of that, um we did we had painting for leisure. So we didn't know what painting on canvas really meant at least i didn't because i didn't have that in high school Mm -hmm. so we're painting on t-shirts jeans sneakers it started with fashion wear so we got confident enough to actually wear our stuff outside and because we went to separate schools we're like all right i'm gonna wear my t-shirt to school you wear yours to school we're gonna have a competition of who got the most compliments, <laughs> and you know that was before it, people started even asking us how much do you do that for. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't even know how to answer that question mm-hmm. at, at that time. So mm-hmm. I think that was the that was the beginning, really, for my grandma's house. So
0: oh man, <laughs> humble beginnings beginning yeah. at grandma's house. I. <clears throat> I love that. I mean, that's the perfect—that's the perfect origin story. You like, know? if you wanted to um, make a movie uh, about your life and everything right. like that, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah yeah. that's a Tyler Perry movie right there, Facts. man. <laughs> Let's make sure the wigs are right in <laughs> on this one. Please. <laughs> we have a budget for it. <laughs> <laughs> dig it, dig it. So um so we have um about a, a minute here left. Um Brian, I want to thank you yes. for, for for joining me on the Melanie Report. I mean, this has been insightful, this has been educational, this has been uh motivational. Yes. Um yeah, I I, I absolutely love Love your story. Love your pieces.
1: Uh, So what's up next for yourself? All right. So um, I'm actually coming off a big weekend. Um, I'm currently focusing on a new collection of work. Um, It's going to be titled Manumission. Um, The word manumission literally means uh, release from slavery. So Mm. all of all of the pieces under my collection are going to challenge what freedom means to the black community um, in all aspects. Um, so I I was just at the Black Boy Art Show in Philly. I actually sold one of those original pieces. Um, So that's next. I'm just going to be building that collection, and there's going to be write-ups on each piece that I plan on uh, publishing as a book. Um, Other than that... uh, I, I am I am meeting with the Harrisburg Airport. Uh, they would like me Ooh. to put up a mural in their airport. That. So you might be seeing that very soon. Say that, yeah. yeah. And just just being prolific. Ah, dig <laughs> it. <laughs> dig it. Taking dig fire it. everywhere it's allowed. Yeah, yeah.
0: So um so uh for for those at home, um where can they see some of your pieces
1: uh in public spaces? Yes. Um so uh my handle is at uh, k-i-n-g-p-r-o-l-i-f-i-k on every platform um my, my social media platform is basically my portfolio so you'll see all the recent things that i've been up to um other than that i do have some of my original work that's located at nyusi gallery on, mm. on third street in harrisburg uh, pa it's right across the street from the broad street market um and catty corner to the uh midtown scholar as well so you'll see the gallery right there um yeah i also be at the capona um next weekend so
0: all right and and again everyone that is brian hickman ii better known as king prolific who is a visual artist residing in harrisburg pennsylvania earning his bachelor's degree from none other than shippensburg university he acquired a plethora of artistic skills that enabled his growth as a professional artist during his post-collegiate journey King Prolific specializes in a multitude of different mediums, bringing images to fruition that are intended to captivate the viewing audience. His work draws inspiration from cultural African roots, as well as an appreciation for African American culture. King! Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you coming through. I'm honored. Yes, yes. Well, that concludes part two of our series this week with our Newsmaker interview. I want to thank Brian again for joining us on the Melanin Report and giving us such great insight. So the conversation continues on Friday with part three of this week's podcast series. And as you know, we have our monologue, which is about collard greens in the African-American diet. And we have Chef Oliver and Chef Christian, who are obviously chefs, joining us on Friday. And in the words of Common, education is what you get from reading the small print. Experience is what you get from not reading it. I'm Marquis Lupton. This is the Melanin Report, and we'll see you on the other side.
2: to the side the famous life do you know me court side of the game throwing fries at kobe let's cut to the chase cause time fly moving slowly i'm tired once you get to know me fly the rest of phony and if you got a body then i'll let you meet the homies yes it's your club spc the one and only no i ain't hungry but i'll bite your tenderoni you like me she seen me from a mile away by the numbers on my tag she know i from the east side Cause she like me, she like me, she like me, oh, oh, oh. Cause she like me, she like me, Cause she like me, oh, oh, oh. Whoa. So she spent a night, uh, I'm feeling right We rated X now, that's rated sex, but I'm tired, room service, she get it Breakfast, one in the afternoon Baking eggs and cheese with it Spent the grand on the grub Baking the cheese digits Spent the night in the tub Angie Jolie in it Now we in it A bubble bath Money feels all the more better with a trouble pass I was broke God fix it And he did So now I live Your girl wants you but she needs me she doesn't go with your hand when she sees me not a little glimpse a straight look now he wanna see if we friends on Facebook oh behave nigga I'm paid nigga I pick her up in the plane but I get laid Spittin quicker spend the and be my part time lover Spittin She likes